We wish to acknowledge the traditional caretakers of the land we record this podcast on, the Yuggera people and their continued connection to the land and waterways of Yuggera country. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Hello and welcome to The Sports Social, bringing you this week's joy, humanity and heartbreak in sport. Hi Libby. Hello Georgie. How I don't know you? why I do a sing-song voice it's every very, time. very, yeah. Hello. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Just your dulcet welcome. tones of Libby Trickett. How was your weekend? It's great. It's great. I did actually. I did a long run. I oh, know I didn't. I mean, it's not long enough. <laughs> I'm starting. You know how we're doing a 25 kilometer run. Yes, and you have already started training. Well, yeah, but you don't seem to train. I don't seem I don't to train. I don't understand how. <laughs> well, I do it a lot slower than you do. To be fair, not that much slower. But does it worry you that you haven't trained? Nah. Life wow. has prepared me, Georgie. Life yeah. has prepared me. <laughs> You feel like all those years in the pool. Got no, I just I just know that it'll be fine. Like it's three hours of pain and then I'll be over it. Which last year Libby had to do without her earphones. Oh, I mean, that was an, a painful experience. It's not physically painful, mentally torturing. You were so angry. <laughs> so it was rage. Like I just saw, I looked at you and thought, oh God. She's like, I just have to adapt you, to thinking adapt for three did, hours. But, but you did it in such an angry way. So angry. Just hating the world. <laughs> it's actually quite topical that we're speaking about running because there is currently a guy who is running across Australia. Well, I mean, this is funny because we're complaining about running 25 kilometres and, and that's and a quarter sorry, of what he and does. And just to be clear, we're nowhere near that distance at this stage of training. <laughs> no, absolutely like, not. We only do that distance on the day. Oh, of course. And that's a quarter of what this guy does every day. Every day. So Ned Brockman is running from Perth to Sydney. He's going to be pulling into Bondi shortly and that has meant he's had to run over 100 kilometres a day for 40 days. I mean, that's just unfathomable. (laughs) When someone asked how his body was holding up, he said that if you did an MRI, it'd be disturbing. Right. (laughs) He said his hip was hanging on by a thread and that he felt that his feet had been hit by mallets they were so sore has he had any days off no I don't think so no like I know it's it's just we have no words which is not good for a podcast no it's not ideal (laughs) but like I just I can't even comprehend and I mean he's only I mean he's only 22 I mean that's his secret that's yeah maybe that's you that's youth it's it's youth no you've got to be so I mean to do this you must have such a determination he only started running two years ago wow so he just decided running was his thing like people do that you know that 100k like an ultra marathon yeah well yeah ultra marathons I mean ultra marathons are just anything over a marathon Mm. yes but (laughs) sorry that's only over 42k but he's doing like that Oxfam charity oh yeah yeah the trail walk Yeah. He's doing that every day. Every day. But oh. people do that, take 24 hours to do that. Mm. Mm. And you, how, see, like, you see the pictures of him. He's running on, like, he's running on highways. He's running in all sorts of conditions mm. and trucks go past and he's literally having to put his hand over his head to stop the wind from knocking him over. Oh, I was going to say ruining his mullet. because It's an he, exceptional mullet. It is an it exceptional really mullet. It really is. It's peak 2022 here. 
for a 22 year old 100 percent yeah <laughs> it was just across men's sport at the moment yeah there's statement hair everywhere i wonder if hairdressers decided they needed to make more money and that's why hair's become such they've a just thing gone with sport. mullets they've gone like guys you need it I've, I was talking to uh, a friend's mum who is a hairstylist. Mm. About she, this very serious uh, about issue. About I'm so glad you've done some research. <laughs> Thank you. Just nothing but the best for the sports social listeners, right? I really wanted to go deep dive into mullets. We mullet. have to understand why. She said, because I'm like, what's the difference between the 80s mullet and the current mullet? Mm. And she said there's a big difference. Really? Apparently it's much more stylized now. It's much more cool and she actually really because loves it. It's it's because it's 2022 or? Because they're the, of the way that they shave the sides apparently. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. You, this ha- is you heard it here. This is marketing <laughs> generating money for hairdressers. Correct. <laughs> but what's he like – I mean, it's it's like Bonnie Hancock, right? Yeah. Who you know we spoke about earlier in the year. She paddled around Australia. Incredible work raising my money for charity. Who goes? I'm going to run from Perth to Bondi to raise money. People that are not you or I. Mm. We just. It's. I mean, it's true. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd want to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That's a plane. That sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Driving from Perth to Bondi? No, thank you. The Nullarbor plane is meant to be one of those things you should see in your life. Yeah, but also like if you break down, then you may have to run. (laughs) (laughs) We can't understand it, but we absolutely celebrate the people who choose not just to drive, to run. And, you know, it's like salty jocks. What's, oh, yes. what's his actual name? Sorry. Oh, James. Oh, I can't remember his last name. You just put me on the spot Sorry. like that. Salty Jocks. <laughs> Look him up, Jason. <laughs> but he's raising money for the Royal Flying Doctors Oceans to Outback Challenge. Yes. He's done 250 kilometres so far, pushing a blue wheelbarrow with his two daughters in it. James Brolman? Oh, Brolman. Yes. yes. Well done, James. We're big fans Sorry, of James. you. We're, um, just, we're so you're, – you're, your Instagram handle, Salty Jocks. Yeah, I just had to call him Salty Jocks. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's. I, I watch him run, and I think your traps. So that's the part up near your neck, the muscles up in your neck. And yeah. unfortunately for me, when I run with my legs, I still manage to get really tight traps. <laughs> I run with my just legs, stress <laughs> running with my arms like a little Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that with a wheelbarrow? So he's holding a wheelbarrow with his two beautiful daughters in it. Can't understand. Again, mind blown. Like these people are amazing. They are. And they're raising money for charity, which is even better. And Ned has raised. $1.3 million as at the day of recording. Yeah. And that is for. Uh, we are mobilised. Yeah. It's an organisation for homelessness. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. It's just amazing. Like well done, Good Ned. Good on you, Ned. Well done, so I was going to say salty jocks. Well done, James. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Bonnie, for earlier yeah. a few weeks ago. Also, because Bonnie was raising money for mental health. Yes, gotcha for life. She was raising money. I love for. that these people they're doing the challenge, but they're also putting some meaning, some additional meaning. I mean, it's got to be meaningful to do the challenge in itself, but they're putting additional meaning on it by raising money for other people. Yeah, I mean, they're all. You've lost your words again. Yeah. I'm- <laughs> She's I don't have words for it. It's um, it's really remarkable. It's something that I am incredibly 
inspired by and motivated by, I will never do something like this. <laughs> I will probably go give money. Not probably. I will go give money to on. those charities. That's what I'll do. Yes. That's a good um, The Australian Women in Sport Awards happened over the weekend. Yes. In yeah. Sydney. In Sydney. This was their 10th. Ever award. You know more about this than me. What is this all about? So, I mean, it's celebrating women in sport, right? <laughs> surprise, surprise. As the name would suggest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Women's Health magazine puts this on, as you said, every year. Yeah, and there's some really exciting winners. So how do they decide who the winners are? Like who – how does this all – The initial process is people get nominated. So I think they had about 3,000 nominations this okay. year. Yeah. And then they whittle it down to – couple and then people can go and vote in those different categories very good yeah so it's really cool a couple of really exciting ones that i wanted to mention person of sporting influence uh was nicole livingston yeah uh my mate nicole (laughs) this gets my claim to fame (laughs) uh nicole was a former swimmer but most importantly now she well she worked in sports commentary for a really long time i think she still actually does commentary for swimming but she's the ceo of aflw yep and she's just doing amazing work in, in that area. She's a, an incredible sports administrator and, yeah, she's just going from strength to strength. So so brilliant that she wins that award the, the season that the AFLW bring out all 18 teams. Yes. Yeah, she's, she's doing so amazing. Fitting. One to watch, which was really cool, uh, Mary Fowler from Man City and, and she's also a Matildas player. The standout moment, which I think we can all agree, was Ash Barty yeah. winning the Australian Open this year. Uh, local sporting champion, which is our grassroots hero, which we absolutely love to see. Bonnie Hancock was actually up for that one. Oh, was she? I did vote for her on that. Um, and Jackie Dover. Yes. She's uh, a basketball referee. Would you say referee in basketball? Yeah. Yeah, ref. you would. Yeah. Umpire? Yeah. Um, no. No, not referee. Umpire. Referee. Yeah. yeah. So, Jackie, well done, Jackie. Hall of Fame. I mean... Who else could it be? The greatest of all time, the Lauren gre- Jackson. Correct. Uh, champion team was the Australian cricket team. Leadership legend, and I loved this one. You, you, you say who this one is? Chloe Dalton. Yeah, she's absolutely magic. She is from the Female Athlete Project. She has a, an incredible podcast supporting women in sport, really championing championing uh women in sport she's yeah created this movement mm. basically she plays for the GWS Giants for AFLW she's a former Aussie World 7s rugby, rugby sevens play- yep player. she won gold in Rio she also played basketball growing up as a kid come on mate like it's just too much <laughs> <laughs> she's too good um but her yeah her Instagram account is brilliant um she's got a great team that she works with yeah they're across women's sport and it's and they she really was a voice of equal pay for Olympians and Paralympians yeah. through the Tokyo Olympics. Like she's just – she's doing incredible things. Outstanding Women in Sport was one of my favourites, Ellie Cole. I mean, one of everyone's favourites. I mean, who doesn't love Ellie? The Athlete Award. Um, and this is the, – the Athlete Award is the big one, isn't it? Yeah, that's like – Like the pinnacle of the The piece of event. resistance for the whole night. The pizza resistance? Yeah, the pizza. <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. <laughs> the pizza resistance. What a loser I am. Just <laughs> I love it. Me. Um, and this person actually beat Ash Barty, Emma McKeon, Jess Fox, Sam Kerr and Tia Claire Toomey. It was an impressive field. Unbelievable field. Like I don't know how 
how do you choose amongst that mm. incredible field? Mm. But the one who was chosen was Madison Di Rosario, who is a Paralympic champion, unbelievable ambassador for sport. Yeah, well done, Madison. Absolutely awesome. And then Young Achiever was Kaylee McEwen. Wow. Yeah. Busy night in Sydney. Every single one of those people, you just go incredible in their own rights. Yeah. Making massive impacts in sport, either through performance or through leadership or through, you know, administration. It's awesome. I'm going to change tact Please. and talk about the fact that there's been some poor planning at the international level. And I love that we criticise. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I mean... <laughs> That's we here that. at the Sports Gosh, Social. I'm being harsh today. Sorry. No, I love it. I'm a bit grumpy. Um, <laughs> they've managed to put like three different World Cups on at the same time. So, ah, the you're right. Women's Rugby World Cup. You have a right to criticise. Is currently being played in New Zealand, and the Aussies have one more pool match against Wales that they need to win in okay. order to get through to the quarterfinals. Right. So watch and see what happens there. Meanwhile, over in London, the men's. NRL World Cup is on. Oh. Did you even know that? No. no I didn't even know that was happening. <laughs> and I like NRL. I know. And I was, I was, all of a sudden I was like, why are they in green? And gold? God, there must be a, it's a test match. And then I looked a bit closer and I was like, oh, no, no, no. They're playing a World Cup. Yeah. No, that's poor planning. <laughs> Come on, guys. The T20 World Cup, as we discussed last week. Yes. Has just started in Australia. Yes. So the pool matches are going on at the moment. And... Just today, the World Wheelchair Rugby Championships finals were held. Which was amazing. Which was unbelievable. And Australia beat the USA in the gold medal match. Who was it against the previous match? Denmark. Denmark. That was an unbelievable game. It went down to the wire, 56 to 55. Wow. Like so, so tight. And I love that they won. So they haven't won a world championship since 2014. Yeah. And they missed out on the medals at the Olympic Games. Mm. So this was a very big win for this team. They're very excited. Steelers. Steelers. Good on you, the Steelers. Well done. That's my World Cup, World Champ wrap. Wrap. wrap up. I love it. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Also, get yourself together, World <laughs> Sport. But it's got to be hard. It's, it'll be a COVID. Like they all have been bumped together because of COVID. True. To be fair. Yeah. But still, pandemics work, will do that. Work it out. <laughs> do um, better. <laughs> the thing that I could not stop watching on the weekend was the Red Bull Cliff Diving Championships. It's in, not really a cliff anymore. It's still a platform, but it's just a very, very high platform. Cliff-like vibes. <laughs> it does have cliff-like vibes. It has vibes. to be over 20 metres. Oh, is that what the deal is? Yes. So they, had, they built this amazing platform uh, near Mrs Macquarie's chair in Sydney Harbour. The so, views were magnificent. Yeah. So when you're looking at the platform, it's like Opera House, Harbour Bridge, yep. blue sparkly Sydney Harbour, which was quite mm. – I think we're, they were very lucky with the weather because it's been a bit dicey. Oh, the weather's been terrible in Sydney. Oh, as it has been around Australia, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. So every time I saw a clip of this thing, it was just like, I'll watch that five more times now, please. Mm. So some of the competitors – I saw. I thought I saw one where they did like a handstand on the edge – and then flipped off. Just, ugh. I have such a fear of heights, so mm. I watch this and feel. Do quite, you really? Oh god, I hate them. I hate heights <laughs> so much. It's not so much the how high I actually am, but it's the idea that I'm falling and I can't feel anything holding me. So I'm happy to. Because well, abs- you're falling. Yeah, because you're falling. Because <laughs> there's you, nothing holding you. <laughs> it's yes. probably why it feels like something's yes. holding you. <laughs> 
Um, so if I'm abseiling, I'm fine. Okay. But, but if there's a point where I can't feel the rope holding me, terrified. Okay. So I, I, I actually, actually feel terrified driving past Dreamworld. I was just going to say. <laughs> I remember going to like Dreamworld or Movie World or something with you and Ben oh. and you wouldn't go on any of the roller no, coasters. I hate them. Yes. Interesting. Because it's not heights. No, okay. So, yeah, good. You've really helped me work through my problem. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not just heights. It's probably that. The lack of control. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. <laughs> I'm psychoanalyzing you guys. I apologize. It's just very scary. You don't need to be more specific than that. It's true. It's all right. We're talking about ourselves. We should be talking about the athletes yes. who actually dived off high platforms Correct. into the harbour. But who clearly don't have any issues. Clearly with that. have no issues with control. Yeah, they're just like, let's just go. So Rhiannon Ifland. If you haven't seen this clip, everybody needs to go and watch Rhiannon Ifland. Just Google it. It is Unbelievable. She took out her sex. (laughs) What did she take out? (laughs) Oh, God. You'll edit that out. No. (laughs) Jason. (laughs) Jason. Leave it in, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Rhiannon Ifland took out her sixth, sixth (laughs) consecutive World Series win. Amazing. With an amazing dive that was near perfection. Yeah. And the other... It was um, her, the highest female competitive score ever. <sighs> Legend. And Xanthia Panisi, who's a 23-year-old Australian diver, came fourth. And that was a really great oh, amazing. outcome for her. So, yeah. so good. I mean, they're loose units. Like, they've got to be, right? Absolutely. Like, anybody who does that sort of stuff. I just think it's amazing that, like, their physical strength, the awareness that they have of their body in space. Yeah. And as you're falling at quite a rapid rate. Yeah. And then know when to like, you know, <laughs> it's not a visual medium. You can't see me. For the listeners, the Libby thing. just opened up her arms <laughs> in like the movement. You know, the diving movement. But they have to land feet first because obviously falling from 20 metres. Oh, is that why they do it? Yeah. Oh. Because otherwise they'll break their heads. Wow. Not good because they have the little swimmers around the bottom who I guess are yeah. there from a safety perspective, but they also have to. The water has to be broken for them to enter it. Correct. Then it, it, for two reasons. You know this because you did diving. I did diving. Yeah. For those who missed it, I was on Skippy doing diving. Anyway, enough about me. It's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yet to find the clip, but we will. Um, yeah, they need to break the water for two reasons because obviously, if it's flat, then it's hard. Something around physics, apparently. <laughs> something, something physics. But also it helps them spot oh. where they're, when they should come out of Do their, their arm things. Come out of their tuck. Tuck and pike and shiznit. There yeah. you go. <laughs> okay. You're welcome for all the information. It's <laughs> impressive. Have. You really brought some depth there. <laughs> Thank you. I think we should move on to talking about the diamonds. Yeah, this is a really interesting conversation. So the Diamonds are Australia's netball team, Mm -hmm. for those who don't know. They are currently playing, it's called the Constellation Cup, which is where we compete against New Zealand. It's like the Bledisloe Cup of netball. Uh, There's four games. So far, we've lost the first two. I think there's an element of trying new faces and trying different team 
dynamics yeah. that's going on. Post Commonwealth Games and Gretel Buetta is also now out for the season as she's announced that she's pregnant and having her second baby. Congratulations, Gretel. Which is very exciting. But I guess the reason I wanted to talk to you about that today is that there's some controversy going on around funding in netball. So netball's been in financial trouble. It's got a bit of a cash flow problem, which is somewhat to do with COVID. So a a younger sport or a less established sport coming into COVID would have had a lot of trouble keeping cash flow going given Mm. that you didn't have um, fans in seats you didn't necessarily then get your sponsorship dollars. It was a mm. very challenging time. And you're having to pay more to create those bubbles that yes. people can travel with and and play in. So it's a very expensive and also your revenues yeah. impacted significantly. So Netball was approached by private equity mm. and they turned that bid down. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I think they said at the time they were doing a review into their financial situation and into their operations and they weren't in a position to make a decision about private equity. Interesting. And the private equity bid would have been a time-bound opportunity. And they obviously decided they'd prefer to go through their review process rather than take. That's interesting considering what's happening now. Yes. Now what has happened is that Gina Reinhardt from Hancock Prospecting Mm. has put up $15 million dollars the netball in terms of sponsorship. Gina loves loves the sports. So she currently <laughs> she was a swimming. She was sponsoring swimming. She's just withdrawn from swimming now. Oh, has she? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she has been or may still be a sponsor of the Australian Olympic Committee, Volleyball Australia, Rowing Australia. She loves it. Synchronized swimming and swimming in Western Australia. Yes, correct. She's still there. So she's very into sport. supporting sport. In this country, what has happened is apparently, and the ABC has reported that the Players Association were consulted about this sponsorship opportunity and agreed to it. But since it's been announced, it's been flagged up by Donnell Wallum, who's in the Diamond Squad and is a um, First Nations person, has flagged up that she's not happy with the record that Hancock Prospecting has had with Indigenous Australians mm. and she has asked for an exemption for herself to not wear the branding on her netball dress when she's playing for Australia. Fair enough. So that was put to, I guess, management and the t- the, I think the team then decided that, no, they're a team and they've got this very strong culture in the Diamonds that they talk about as sisters in arms mm. and that they decided that as a team – if it was something that Donnell wasn't comfortable with, then they would be supportive of that. And in I kind of love that. I know. And in games where she plays, they would all prefer to not wear the sponsorship branding logo. I don't think that's going to go down with the sponsors, though. It's a very delicate situation mm-hmm. because you've got a you've got a sport that needs the funding, and the, and the players in the team can recognise that. Mm. But you've got an individual in your team who's uncomfortable and needs to put her personal views ahead of that of sport. Mm. I mean, it's an interesting conversation, isn't it? Because, you know, then there was all the controversy with the NRL players for the, was it Penrith? Manly. Oh, I was trying to work out where your brain was going. No, the Manly. Oh, with the pride jumpers. With the pride jumpers. And obviously, for the most part, people were like, well, that's ridiculous that they're choosing not to wear it and that they're boycotting it. 
I mean, it's a completely different scenario, but I'm yes. just trying to play devil's advocate yeah, 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 a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And obviously don't agree with any of it, but they obviously have an opinion. They have a belief yeah. around that. And most people were against it. Whereas with Danelle, it's like they've really, I guess, engaged with her mm. and understand her position. Mm. I mean, it's a completely different scenario. No, 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 no. I think what it's showing is that athletes are far more aware and conscious of the brands they're representing. Yes, which I love. Yeah, I love that. It's sort of a sophistication in how players engage with their sport. It's not just on the field. Also, the, the other place that my mind does go to is that women's sport seem to be much more aware of where that money is coming from. But is that fair? No, because then you look at NRL or you look at AFL or you look at whatever, cricket, whatever. There's so much betting, like gambling, and they were sponsorship. Built, and they were also built off alcohol, and cigarettes. Smoking. Yeah. So those sports were able to get ahead because at that point ethics wasn't that prominent. And it wasn't really expected. No, there wasn't this – Social obligation. Mm. Not that there's a social obli- – like I don't think, you know, from, from the community point of view, I don't think people are like, oh, they should, shouldn't should take from that. But it is something that you do have to start reflecting on now. Who do you align with? Who are your sponsors? Where are you taking that money from? And what are they doing to take care of the world at, at a, you know, a gr- greater macro level? And look, maybe it's an opportunity for Hancock Prospecting to acknowledge what, what has happened in the past. Mm and start to remedy those situations. And I think netball... When we know better, we do better. Yeah, and I don't think no one's closing the door on any of this. There seems to just need to be a recognition of what's happened so far and a way to move forward. Yes, totally agree. I would like to talk to you about a community organisation in Sydney. Yes. That's doing cool stuff. Loving it. So there's a bunch of women called the Sydney Cycling Sisters who get together on a regular basis and go cycling together. They're predominantly a group of Muslim women who I think did it out of a need to feel safe Mm. and and to have that sort of safety in numbers when they want to do their leisure activities. I just love this so much. And it's like it's everything that sports should be, right? Exercise should be around community and inclusion and – Getting fit and healthy, exercising. Yeah, love it. On the line, we have Inez Karem, who is part of the Sydney Cycling Sisters. Inez, how are you? Good, thank you. We are so excited to have you on. I guess the first question is, how did the Sydney Cycling Sisters come to be and why did it kind of be created? It sort of started, I guess, with a group of girls wanting to go out for a ride and Supporting each other with a joint ride where we feel that we've got each other's support and um, for safety-wise as well. And to go outdoors, to do things outdoors, to encourage our females to go out more often and to enjoy the outdoors that we've got in Australia, which is absolutely wonderful. Inez, had you done much cycling before you joined this group? Um, No. As a child, I did. But then I sort of gave it up, got married, had kids. And when the group was coming about, I thought, oh, yeah, I can, I can do that again. And that was when I went back into cycling and I bought a bike. And now we've got about five at home, five or six of us who are cycling at home. 
That's beautiful. And so what what is the purpose of, of getting together? Like, you know, obviously getting outdoors, as you mentioned, and, and getting active, but there's that sense of support that you touched on as well? Yeah, yeah. There's that sense of, you know, being in a Muslim community where there's not a lot of encouragement, I suppose, to go outdoors. And there, there's that little bit of fear of what may, you know, people... Um, taking it in the wrong way with the scarf and the bike or whatnot. So it's more to get rid of all the stereotyping, get rid of all the negativity around Muslim women, I guess, going outdoors and participating in in exercise and in activities. I mean, I've got four girls at home. So I was delighted to know that we can encourage our youth to go out and do more, get out of that boundary that we have probably put ourselves into and support it, supporting them to feel comfortable in that in that road. And as I was going to ask, what has it been like for your four girls to see you going out riding on a Sunday or a Saturday morning? It honestly has been an amazing experience for me as their mum to give them that extra push. So we've they've slowly all bought bikes and they're all mature girls I'm talking about, 16, 18, 22 and 25 year old so they're not young girls they all love the outdoor experience they were all reluctant initially mm. then when they see mum going um, one of my daughters joined me at the gear up girl that was her first experience on the bike and she loved it uh, she loved the whole I guess the, the encouragement um, and the support that the cycling sister gave her and that you know mum was there just in case she needed the help the extra help Mum was always around, but she felt that, yeah, she was part of the group. What does it feel like for you to be part of that group that is breaking down those stereotypes of of a Muslim woman, you know, getting out on the bike and um, creating something that may not have been seen in a lot of communities before? That's very true. Look, um, it is very nice and I sometimes it's – you know, almost overwhelming nice where you see the younger generations and the older ones coming in to participate in all in all shapes and forms and they're giving it a go. So it's it's a real bonus for me. I mean, I grew up out west where things weren't as easy um, going up out there, and uh, but it's it's nice to feel supported and it's really beautiful for me to be able to sh- to give that support back as well to our community, to our females, to those who didn't feel comfortable cycling before whereas now I'm not always in in all the cycling activities but I do watch them in the group where they're out and about and in different areas of New South Wales different parts of Sydney and Melbourne these days where they're cycling together as a group and it was that incentive that we've I guess started with them that then they've expanded it to others in smaller groups out there in the community which is really nice to see. And it is has it been a sort of activity where you went along thinking you were just going to do cycling but you've got a lot more out of it in terms of social connections and friendships and community? Yeah, absolutely. And I started cycling, I mean, I the outdoors and I, when I first started cycling, I was going through a bit of a rough patch of, you know, just coming out of the, my own, my own little experiences through life so I lost my parents was having anxiety so that Mm. to me was a bit of an outdoor relief and then building on the connections making friends 
made that even easier. And then helping others realise that, yes, this is one way of combating, I guess, our own internal anxieties as well. Mm. So we have, we've made a lot of friends. Absolutely, we've made, we've connected with different people who work in the, in different industries. I've got doctors, I've got engineers, I've got, you know, um, what, stay at home mums who have all come in with very similar backgrounds and very similar, I guess, anxieties where they felt the same way. We're going out, joining the bike, joining the group has given them that bit of a relief. So yeah, it's been nice where we do meet outside of the cycling group every now and again and we've built quite a few friendships from there. And as the, thank you so much for sharing just part of your experiences with the Sydney Cycling Sisters. This is absolutely what we love about grassroots community sport Thanks. and, you know, community exercise and because it, it, it is about that support, it is about that connection and that's that's the beauty of the world that we live in is that we're able to experience that. So well done to you because you, you cannot be what you cannot say and there will be an untold amount of people who will be inspired by what you and the Sydney Cycling Sisters are, are doing. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Thank you very much for, for the call and I, I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate taking in our inputs as well. It makes it um, all that that little bit better for us as well. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you again, Inez. Thanks, Thanks, Inez. Thank you so much. Thanks. That's amazing. It's such a simple thing and it has such a massive impact. I mean, there's so much in what she said that I just, yes, your heart just kind of leaps with joy. You know, obviously the reason that she started was she was going through a a difficult time personally and she started exercising and then you start exercising and then it becomes more than that. It's Mm. it's about that community. Mm. It's about those connections. And I just – if anybody is listening and is thinking about joining a community sports group, do it. Give it a try. And you might need to try a couple of different ones. Totally. You might not the first time find the one that's for you and that can be a bit disheartening. But the benefits and the friendships oh. that you make in those settings. Try something different. Try something that you never thought of trying. Or you go, oh, that might be interesting. I really love about their cycling group as well. Like it's not, it's not hardcore. Oh, it shouldn't be. No, it's, it's about the joy in pedalling a bike. Yes. And love being it. outside and in nature. Well done, Sydney Cycling Sisters. If you want to check them out more, we'll have a link in our show notes. Absolutely. Just quickly, because I really want to oh, mention it. Because <laughs> I'm super annoyed. Um, something that I watched over the weekend, King Richard. Have, oh, you, have you seen that? Yes, I've heard about this. I haven't seen it yet. Look, it's controversial. Will, Will Smith is a potentially controversial character now after yes. his ordeal at the Oscars. But His the- ordeal? The ordeal he created. Oh, correct. Yes. Um, however, the movie, which is about the Williams sisters and their father, Richard, oh, just remarkable okay totally remarkable what um, did you watch that on uh good question we'll put it netflix. in our show notes <laughs> netflix i'm pretty sure okay. <laughs> but we will double check that <laughs> we need to wrap this up yes because we prattle on too long some weeks what <laughs> wasn't a top it wasn't a Hurtful. comment at you <laughs> thank you so much for listening if you like what you hear please subscribe rate review and share with your friends you can follow us at the Sports Social Podcast on Instagram. And if you've got any great ideas for grassroots stories like the Sydney Cycling Sisters, please 
come and hit us up in our DMs. We'd love to talk to different organisations and highlight. We love talking about sport. We do. Let's chat on on the line. Let's leave it at that. (laughs) Have a great week. Bye. Bye.